The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Got the ladies in the house. I don't know. It's, late right <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, if you're a wrestling fan, it's like the SmackDown pop. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I am driving uh, further onward and upward every day. Exactly. New sound effects, same old shenanigans. <laughs> uh, I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the Beatles. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> awesome. I should have a guitar. Yeah, really. And uh, tonight we are joined by three out of the um, the, the, the four horsemen of the comic apocalypse. Uh, we have with us one Tim Dog nine eight. That would be me, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. All the the lovely fans and audience and the Clit Nation audience. <laughs> one of the business businessmen in comic uh, comic news. That's right. Hardest working man in comic book news today. Exactly. And we also have with us the man behind the soundtrack, our man in legal, the uh, the hip hopper, don't stopper, the the man with the shield, Agent underscore Stephanie. What's up, everybody? <laughs> we are experimenting here. So you probably get a couple of different ones to, to kind of. Oh yeah, exactly. To blend in. That's one of the best parts about having a soundboard now, like a an actual soundboard where the sounds don't compete with each other like they used to in Google Effects. Indeed. And as we do every week, uh, folks. Well, as we would normally have, what we don't have this week is PCN underscore Dirt, who is um feeling a little bit under the weather, decided to recoup, regain his energy. Yeah, He's in his um at a warlock like cocoon. Ha. <laughs> Probably will be uh, back and better than ever with us next week. There you go. Take it easy, Dirt. Feel better. Indeed. But until then, we have um, to let you guys know that you can find us at our own individual spots. Uh, I am at Cat on Twitter. I am also at NewsNurseNeed on Twitter. I am also at CBCats on Instagram. You can find uh, Agent underscore 70 at Agent underscore 70 at Twitter and Instagram. You can find Tim D-O-W-G-9-8 at TimDog98 on Twitter. That's two G's, folks. The G stands for good gracious, getting green. So bring, bring it back our old coastal. I was going to say bring back Had to Had to do it at least once, you know. At CB Cron, also at the Collection. That's the K-L, uh, K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. I've actually been good about doing that because I've been pimping it out on, on the Twitch streams that I do. Um, and like I said, you can also find the podcast at uh, cspn.us, along with a bunch of other fine programs that you will shoot to love and delight. Go over there and give us some love. You can subscribe to the podcast uh, on any uh, podcast catching places that you might um, might prevail, including SoundCloud, Google Play, Compass, Mixcloud. I'm still not sure what the deal was on that one was, but you know, everywhere. And of much. course, iTunes. Of course, I do. Sure, yeah. yeah. 
That goes without saying. Um, you can also find us and our wares at shop.cspn.us. Go over there and get your nice coffee mug or some... Um, wait, didn't I, did you get a new bag or something? Or t-shirt? Or t-shirts or bag. Yeah, that was something that was in the shop. Hmm? I said, I need to visit the store, see what new is on there. Yeah, I know, because last time we pulled it up, there was something new on there that um, that seemed to get. And seeing that it's con season, you know, might be worth getting some swag, you know? That's right. Representing this lovely. And with that, we are going to get into the comic, book, comic books of the week. Uh, starting with... Can we do it again? We never did pick a book to start with, did we? I, I think we kind of de- by default went with the, the animal and the big animal. Well, it's not even the big animal in the room, but uh, I think we just started with uh, Secret Warriors since we talked talked about it ahead of time. So we'll yep. let's start. That? And a I book I actually read. Out. Yes. Oh, sweet. Well, see, that works out for the best for all of us. Then. <laughs> so Secret to... Warriors number one was launched this week. It was one of the books that had uh, a hip hop cover. I was able to obtain this hip hop cover this week. Um, I should be able to recognize this cover. I'm not sure why I don't offhand, but this is it right here. Holding it up for the uh, audience at home on our handy-dandy video stream on YouTube. Forward slash, uh, what is it? Forward, uh, clicknation.com forward slash live. Yes, and if you're watching us on YouTube and or, or the clicknation.com, you already know that. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Also, I have the um, cover up on my screen if you need it. Nice. Oh, you got the covers up? Okay, because I, I had them up for a second. That's cool. Yeah. In that case, I'll get off of this. But yeah, I think that's um, Migos. I looked it up. You got me, man. You got it, yeah, it, it's the new one. I figured, yeah. like, you wouldn't know that one. <laughs> I wouldn't know that one. That's too new school for me. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I've heard the name, but I don't, I don't deal with it. So what, what do you think about this issue? What's the deal? I think we've all read it. What I was going to say is this, is a, this was a, 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 a getting the band together with a twist. Pretty much. Uh, the twist is that this is happening in the midst of uh, Secret Empire, and uh, you know, in, uh, happening in the midst or in the immediate aftermath of um, what happens in the first few issues of Secret Empire and um, Hydra Cap taking over. So, um, you know, the, the issue basically uh, centers around uh, one Quake, aka Agent Daisy Johnson, organizing a new group of Secret Warriors, which seems kind of weird. Or at least the makeup of the team. I don't know why. I mean, we know why. Well, yeah, I was about to say one of the twists is that they're all inhumans. Right. You know the uh, the original Secret Warriors that uh, that Hickman wrote uh, was basically um, the premise was basically uh, a bunch of um, uh, newbie types. You know, like new to their powers types who 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 would serve as uh, Nick Fury's uh, secret weapons, uh, secret warriors, and secret weapons. Um, uh, you know, uh, being kept under the radar and in secret from uh, any of the other heroes or villains that might interfere with his plans. I do want to say the art for it, I really enjoyed. It's probably the best from Javier Guerin' uh, career so far, with an assist on the colors from uh, from Silva. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say that I got thrown a little bit by uh, Daisy's light brown hair. I know. I I called attention to that in my notes. You know, I was like, when did she change her hair? I mean, it could be part of the whole secret agent thing, you know, being under disguise, you know, under uh, undercover, under disguise. But um, I kind of got thrown by that a little bit because I guess we get, you know, I just got used to seeing her depicted in dark hair. Everything right. from uh, the uh, uh, what you want to call it, the um, the Secret Wars. Uh, no, no, me, even the miniseries where she was modeled oh. after um, modeled after Angelina Jolie, but with like that short black haircut. 
actually, so, I always thought she was modeled after Mar- Maria Hill. I like how they gave her the '90s style jacket that's not really needed. It's <laughs> like you know she has the she has the standard shield suit on, so to differentiate it from all the other mm. uh, random agents, you got to give her a jacket. Oh, but right. it's '90s style jacket with a twist because it's got a hood, so everyone's got to have a hoodie nowadays, you know. Hey, Monica Rambeau, come come along or come along and be like, yeah, I like that look. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, that was something else about it that was kind of well, you know, just to just to wrap, you know, what we're you know what we were discussing, how you know, like our discussion on the book. Yeah, like I said, it is a twist on the getting the band back together. They do um, incorporate uh, uh, not one of uh, one of the let's say older Inhumans. You know, one of the yeah. uh, the OG Inhumans is incorporated into this team, and um, in the weirdest way. Yeah, exactly. In a very weird way, and uh, you know, we're left. Um, in, on the last page with the mild cliffhanger because they're looking for somebody else, I guess, to complete the makeup of the team. Right, because she went looking for this one, and then and this one's telling her that I'm not the one you want, so we got to go here. It's starting this whole jaunt. Right. So, that you know, um, it's a good first issue. Uh, there is one uh, twist that I wanted to speak about that we spoke about just before the show started. I'm going to ring the rechristened... Spoiler bell. It's no longer the spoiler alarm, or at least I'm going to experiment with uh, the reincarnated spoiler bell. You have been forewarned. The spoiler bell is back. And um, what I wanted to mention is that it looks like there's at least a version of uh, Yo-Yo. Any fans of uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the television show, will recognize the character Yo-Yo. And the the version in this issue uh, was San's hair, and uh, but but exhibited the same powers, but it appeared that Yo Yo may have gotten squashed by one of the members of the Wrecking Crew. So um, I'm I'm sad to say that uh, uh, the uh, MU version of Yo Yo, uh, you know, kind of went out, you know, like a punk. It was kind of sad and it was very sudden and kind of shocking to me. What did you guys think? Yeah, I agree because I got to that point and I was like, wait, why? Why would you do that? And that was just unser- unceremonious. When did she yeah, become but- a Shield agent? Did she? Always had been. Well, as far as introduced, that's the thing, you know. Right. Well, they were just, I guess, secret warriors originally, but never like actually, or were they actually considered Shield? I guess maybe they yeah, they presumed it after that, and it just kind of said, yeah, well, she's with them because of knows, so. she's on, she works with Shield in the TV show, so right, mm-hmm. Shield here, right? They even called her Slingshot and Yo Yo, and it yes. was very, you know, she doesn't say, you know, she's not just dead. It says we killed all your friends. You know, like the record says we killed all your friends, but I, he might be underestimating her. I would hope. You know, I really hope. Did, that they, make, did they make her an, an inhuman too? I can't keep it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not 100%. She is in the, in the, in the TV series. I think yes. she is, right? Right. That is true. So. That was the thing. That was, that, now I remember what I was going to ask. When was the last time we've, we've even seen Daisy Johnson before this? In the comics? Because I'm, I'm thinking she might have shown up in the S.H.I.E.L.D. book, but I don't remember. Yeah, she's in the S.H.I.E.L.D. book. Was she? Okay. Yeah, she was in the Shield book. I mean, I dropped the Shield book. Uh, it's been a while since it actually came out, so mm. um, hard to remember. But yeah, no, she was there. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I remember reading the book, but I don't remember her ever showing up in it. So that was kind of weird. Oh, and that was the other thing I was going to mention. I know we've been usually leery about books, especially team books, that start during an event. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are, are, are we thinking this might be along that line? I actually think, this one, I think but, it benefits this series to have this as a launching point because it, it affects every single person on the team since they're all in humans. Right. 
I think that's. I know we used to talk bad. Well, not talk bad, but we weren't crazy about Mighty Avengers. I think it was starting from right the, because it um, was because every time it started up, it was during an it, event. Yeah, and it was messing with the book and that and Sam Wilson actually, but that's you know side point. Right, and what was uh, Thunderbolt started out of um, uh, Pleasant Hill, so you know that didn't exactly fare well either. Hmm. Well, I suspect Thunderbolt was probably going to have a bad time regardless of where it started. Right. All right. That's just, that's just my ignorance of it. I, it should point out, and I guess you should, this should go without saying, that you probably want to read Secret War before um, before you read this book. That's like, this I, is haven't kind of, read, I haven't I had Well, I read the, the Free Comic Book Day book. Oh, the Secret um, Empire you're talking about, right? Secret Empire, excuse me. Yeah, Secret, Secret War. And I'll, Sorry. Yeah. Well, actually, you read that too, because it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's a better <laughs> event. But, um, that's what I was but yes, thinking. You're Secret right on Empire. <laughs> But yes, you should might you might want to read Secret Secret Empire before this because this because this kind of touches on that. Even though it doesn't, you know, the, the the stuff in the beginning is going to throw you if you did not if you were not aware of what's what's been going on. Right. That's kind of like how another book is, is going to play out too, but it works out. All right. All so right. Where are we going next? Oh, Tim didn't read too many, so let's see what we've got between the two of us here, Roddy, and then we'll touch back on uh, what Tim read. Um, let's see what he read. So, it's just the two. Oh, yeah. um, okay. All right. Okay. So let's yeah. touch on, um, let's touch on a, one of our uh, usual favorites, Miss Marvel, number eighteen. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. in a in a in, in, just in a in a quick blurb, um, the cover is uh, uh, basically. Oh, well, it's not as misleading as the Black Panther and the Crew number two, but I'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's basically kind of, it's pretty misleading though, because yeah. one sided, one sided. You might as well say exactly. It's basically the story of Bruno at his super special high school in Wakanda, mm-hmm. and we we barely see Kamala Khan in this entire issue. Basically, she's part of a dream sequence, but still, right. it turns out to be one of the potential clicks of the week for me because it was still a very effective story. Indeed. So I don't know if you've ever had to move schools. You know, if you've ever had to move in the middle of a school year. Or, you know, have to start out new in uh, school, like, um, with, uh, uh, you know, without having started with the, you know, uh, previous uh, classmates coming up with you. Because if you've ever had to move, you know, uh, homes in the middle of a school year, at the beginning of a school year, and basically starting out fresh, you know exactly what Bruno's going through in this. But Bruno seems to be going through this to the nth degree because not only is he in a new school, but he's in a new country. And uh, he's basically talking about how they, uh, you know, they basically treat him like the, um, the invalid of the week because, uh, you know, in the, in the wake of his injuries suffered um, earlier in the, the Ms. Marvel book, um, he's, you know, he's basically hobbling along and, uh, unable to use a lot of, uh, uh, oh, actually just as, um, impaired. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Which I know they don't, they don't, um, they don't, um, depict that on the cover. Right. Well, it's supposed to be a cutesy cover. Yeah, I know. It's just noticeable. But yeah. And it's also one of those things like, you know, if just, just like you said, you know, if, if you've, um, if you've ever been in a certain way, you've moved for a new school, or if, even if you're just, Gotten yeah. you come yeah, from being no, the top of the you come from yeah. being the top of the heap to being the outcast, right? You know, in a situation, or even if you like say you've gone from middle school to high school, or you know, and you had the freshman blues and whatnot, kind of that exactly like you're there on your own with no friends from a previous class coming up with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely going through that. That's like the good, like a good first, you know, three or four pages of the book, 
And not only that, but he's in a situation where he's been in that situation before, but it happened to be that Kamala's family kind of helped him along with it, and now he doesn't have that, and he's back That's in the right. same situation again. That is right. That is right. That is so, right. But yeah, this was kind of touching, and it was like, there was the, so the, the, the premise is like he's in class and you know, going through his thing, and it's kind of a lot of in, internal monologue between him, but uh, then this, uh, this classmate who he thinks doesn't like him asks him to... Uh, to help him out with a thing, which he reluctantly does. And that, there's a twist. Yes. And there is a twist. Not only did there's a twist in the motivations of a uh, said classmate, but, um, you know, but the reasons for it. Sure. Sure. So, so without spoiling too much, at the end of the day, this is a nice uh, reflection on what Bruno is going through and sort of his uh, recovery from his injuries and, you know, him kind of growing past feeling sorry for himself. And it's a nice little, uh, contained story and i'm hoping that this will lead to you know the eventual reunion and and and, and bringing bruno into a better place than where he's been mm-hmm. which they've done another bruno story before have they not because I, I feel like i remember it but i haven't but i don't remember reading it i'm not 100 percent sure yeah but there have been two uh, volumes of this book, so it's hard to remember well no no i meant in this volume but because gotcha. i think like right up like shortly after he left i feel like uh, a couple of issues later they had like a, a bruno centric issue but I don't remember. I'd have to go back and, and see. But that being the case, since uh, it is Bruno and he is a Wakanda, you can pretty much imagine who shows up as a guest, yeah. uh, as a pop-in guest, just just for FYI. Yeah, it's not Shuri. Oh, no! <laughs> no, it is not. So, anyway. Yes. All right, let's hit a couple more of these Marvel books and then we can maybe do um, some DC and then rapid-fire the rest. Um, did you read Avengers number seven? Uh huh, I did. All right, I know you're a fan of this character, but Nadia Pym uh, uh, kind of takes a central role in this issue. And mm-hmm. my notes, you know, I literally just wrote my notes as I was uh, stuffing my face with dinner right before the show. And it's a sure sign of curmudgeon status that uh, if Nadia Pym, the way she's written in this book, is more than slightly annoying to you. Um, <laughs> I was just, I, I just kind of found her very annoying. Mm. So, you know, curmudgeon status here. I, here you are. Right. Um, I also thought it was interesting that part of the, 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 the story involves, um, well, the, well, the story basically involves the newly, uh, uh, the newly uh, somewhat reformed Victor Von Doom masquerading as Iron Man. I'm going, yes, I'm going to say that masquerading. Yeah. But it's like, wait, is that, the, is that, I mean, I haven't been reading that book because, but it's, right. Right. So Vic is, you know, pretending like he's going to be the good guy and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's investigating a supernatural phenomenon and he needs the Avengers help and specifically Nadia's help. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a silly reason why he needs freaking Nadia's help. But the, uh, the location of this particular um, supernatural phenomenon is um, a direct reference to a member of the Fantastic Four. And I found it interesting that not a single Avenger in this book utters this member's name. Not even right. one. Well, uh, it, it's also worth noting uh, one that, yeah, uh, we might as well say it. Hell, it's, uh, so they end up at the Sue Storm leadership camp. Yeah, we're not spoiling anything with that. I, was, no, uh, no. I didn't want to ring the bell. But um, it all, it's also worth noting that that uh, Victor kind of speaks of her with reverence, or as, as I said in my notes, he's still kind of pining for her. Yeah. Because speaking of Civil War, that's kind of what his part of his thing was about. No, not Civil War, Secret War. Secret, sorry, Secret War. Why yeah, that, this that? is the time you need Secret War. Yeah, that was the time I needed Secret War. 
because there is no way, shape, and form civil war should ever be uttered again until we get to the until we get to uh, the end of the year. Anyway, so that's when you need a secret war. So it is it is a nice uh, it's a it's a nice reference to that because uh, Vic is one of the two characters. What one of the few characters? I don't want to say two characters because I don't have the exact number who remembers everything from Secret Wars. Yeah, we we know at the very least two knows. Right. He knows. Chala knows. Exactly. And, uh, wait, wait, no, because um somebody else. Well, there's a person in Jessica Jones that knows. Well, right, but I mean, I mean, before we talking like main characters, like, right. like I think Miles acts like he has known mm. or has has made mention of, but I don't. We don't know if that's actually true or not. Right. It's just some some things that you said kind of kind of lends you to that, but we don't know. Right. And it's I think confirmed that Miles knows about Secret Wars. Okay. See, I was wondering because it was like, well, wait a minute, because he because he because yeah, because some of his dialogue was like, wait, he knows or doesn't, but sure, okay, there you go. All right. Confirmation. Okay. So, but oh yeah, and also going back to the Nadia thing, yeah, I like she's. I recognize she could be a little sugary for some some folks' taste, but it's also worth noting that, as you can see on the cover, the writer for Unstoppable Wasp uh, kind of co-wrote this issue. Yes, and he wrote uh, Nadia's part. So I noticed that. I did notice the co-writer on this. Yes, which I thought that part was was. Um, oh, well, I can't pick that up. Um, I, I noticed that. Um, I thought that was cool. Like I, said, I I'm a, I'm a fan of this character just for the fact that she's all like like she's smart as hell, but she's also kind of has her ignorances about things. But she's just a little too happy for her own good. Sure, she's not she's not strictly her father. But but all that being said, is like everything that happens in this book ends up being a test. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, it, once you see some of the ending dialogue, uh, for what reason that part we don't necessarily know, but we know that Vic's got his hand on some info. That's Vic's inner monologue. He's just like, hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I had a, and a laugh here. You know? <laughs> exactly. And it seemed like this whole thing was a setup, which we don't get that sense, but we just but we get to know that. That's it. That we get to know that he was indeed watching her because of this info that he got. And it, there's, if that last page or the, the page after the last page uh, is in the indication or, and or what people are saying, he could be joining the team. Yeah, which would yeah, be interesting because that would make seven, and usually seven is their charter. Yeah, that that and they that mentioned would, at the beginning yeah. of the beginning of the volume. That would make sense. So, which I'd, I thought about that for a second. I'm like, that'd be, you know, I don't know. That'd be that might work. I don't know. It'd be a different dynamic for sure. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. And the way Nadia was kind of glowing on, um, <laughs> was glowing on Vic was kind of cute, also. But you know, that's just funny. So yeah, it was a, it was a like I said, it wasn't really much to this issue. It was just kind of a, you know, the team kind of <clears throat> coming together, kind of feeling out Vic, and they're going to do this thing, which it kind of seems a little weird that he would need that their help specifically her for this until you find out why that's you know mm-hmm. why that ended up being the case. And then we get you know some um, we get another callback to that Avengers X Avenger X things, which apparently is going to pop out next uh, next issue. All right. So, if, if there's nothing else to speak about uh, in Avengers number seven, let's move to Black Panther and the crew number two. Yes. All right. Now we're getting to the real uh, false advertising that I that, that I felt really strongly about um, <laughs> because while we do see a snippet of this scene that's on the cover in the book, there is absolutely positively not a single damn thing in this issue that's even remotely um, close to you know recreating this particular scene. I don't know if they're going to tease it in, you know, if they're going to have it in another issue. I doubt it. Next I issue, nah. it's just a way to get people, suckers like me to pick up issue number two. Eh, well, uh, it, hey, to be fair, one of those people shows up. <laughs> they're just, they just glad to get a cover from 
John Cassidy? Uh, yeah, John yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> Yo, one of the pe- one of the three characters on the cover is actually in the book. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, two. But well, no, because yeah, that's Storm. Right, but what's implied is that that's not T'Challa. Well, true, but it's like by by virtue of being Black Panther, though. Yeah, no, but that's where I'm I, it. I got you. Yeah, but I'm 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 fairly certain that they're implying that that's T'Chaka. So, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, so he's not in this book either. So I can stick to my one character <laughs> showing up in this damn book. Ah, oh. fair enough. Fair enough. So, um. I love the retcon that uh, that Coates put. That oh, who's the co-writer on this? Yona jo- uh, Harvey. Yona Harvey. Oh, the yeah. co- Jonah Harvey. That's terrible. Yona <laughs> Harvey. Uh, Coates and Yona Harvey uh, put a, a neat little retcon in here for anyone who is reading uh, Uncanny X Men um, post Fall of the Mutants. Uh-huh. I honestly could not say. I mean, there's a perfect place to stick this in. You know, to stick this little piece of like kind of unknown Storm um, history in, unless it's been explored in. A couple of the, uh, there's been, I know that there's been a few Storm miniseries uh, published uh, since then. I don't know if those have ever explored uh, what's uh, uh, described in this issue, which is that Storm, um, when, uh, when the X-Men were in the Outback uh, after Fall of the Mutants, she had a gateway teleport her back to Harlem. And that you know allowed her to live, you know, when she needs to get away from X Men duties and to get when she needs to get away from the Outback, she asked Gateway to teleport her to Harlem, and she ended up having some adventures on her own, you know, kind of living, you know, like a a, a, a second life, spending what what probably amounts to uh, short vacations, um, you know, weeks here and there, maybe even a few days here and there in Harlem, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, that's what establishes her. Um, her uh the setting you know the reason for her uh coming back to this uh neighborhood mm. forgive me for this but i don't know if i would necessarily call it a, a retcon because i mean you, if you got gateway well, there you can you, you got them to do pretty much in you know take you know what you want to so this is just something that may not have just been said you know in essence a retcon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever we'll, we'll agree to this on that one no, I mean the the point is the whole point is like retcons. At least uh, how 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 they're used to best effect is to fill in, you know, uh, to, to kind of fit a story into a gap that had not yet uh, been told. So well, yeah, but it's not rewriting anything, right? As retcons you normally do. So, but anyway, re- regardless of that, um, and I didn't say irregardless. So, <laughs> um, point. I know that's been, that's been a that's been a thing on Twitter lately. Anyway, um, yeah, that's. I thought that was pretty cool also. I was like, okay, well, that sets up that, and that also sets up uh, presumably, you know, Eden at some point when you, when you when they put him in there, because obviously Eden being a protege of Gateway. Yeah, they also need a way to bring all these disparately located characters together. Right. So that's another, you know, that, that's another thing. Right, because we at least, we, we, we know at the very least, what, three or four out of the group has an actual tie to Harlem. Right. So, but whether they're based, you know, like abroad or or whatnot, you know, it helps right. to have. Uh, uh, what is his code name? Eden is. Oh, gateway. I mean, uh, manifold. 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 That's, manifold. That's. I was about to say it's yeah. not. It's not even close. No, not, to, uh, yeah. uh, related to gateway in terms of the the terminology. So. Right. Yeah. No. Once they you know once they bring manifold into the fold. Oh, pun intended. Um, you know, it'll make getting this group of uh, characters together a lot easier. So ultimately what we've got is, um, you know, uh, what you described as, you know, a little bit more of, uh, you know, filling in history, you know, I call it a retcon, you don't, but, um, (laughs) 
it's it's establishing this history between these characters and now the cliffhanger at the end of the issue is another member of the band coming together um right who has also had a relatively natural tie to harlem right because of the time there oh yeah let's say multiple times there really yeah there have been exactly. multiple there have been multiple instances of this character. I'll ring the spoiler bell because it is on the last page, but he's also the title in the title of the damn book. And on you know, represented on the cover, if not on the cover. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so T'Challa shows up at the end of the book. And what uh, Roddy Cat and I were referencing, there have been multiple Marvel storylines that have involved uh, T'Challa taking up residence uh, in and around uh, the Harlem neighborhood because of you know various storylines. Uh, mm-hmm. Either subbing for Matt Murdock, you know, uh, even though he was supposed to be patrolling Hell's Kitchen, I'm fairly certain he took up residence in Harlem at the time. And there was right. a time when I believe he was a teacher way back when um, in uh, Marvel Comics. era, I believe. I believe so. Mm-hmm. So that, that too is another period when uh, uh, T'Challa was, uh, was uh, patrolling the streets of Harlem as the Black Panther. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that character had, definitely has uh, uh, multiple uh, ties to the, to the locale. Which I'm well, not part of that part, but I'm kind of surprised because they because during the course of the story, uh, as Misty and uh, Aurora are kind of going through their investigation or whatnot, they mentioned Luke being a tie to the person that they were going after, and I'm kind of I was kind of surprised that Luke wasn't the next one to, to kind of come in because of that. I'm like, well, okay, well they're just going to go to him, or they're going to run up on run, run up against him, you know, at some point. But no, nah, he just kind of went the other way, and and, um, and T'Challa's in the fold now, so. So I thought that was kind of interesting. All right. Um, you want to hit uh, maybe a couple, like maybe one more book, and then we'll switch to DC so Tim can get his book in, and then we'll do it. Okay. So we can definitely get to talking about that one. Uh, what you got? So um, I've, I've only got a couple more books to discuss. Um, one of my disappointing books this week um, was Uncanny Avengers number 23. I don't know if Tim, I know Tim has, 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 has been reading this book for the most part, but I've fallen off on this book and I think it's on the chopping block for me. Well, I think this is Jerry Duggan's last issue of it, right? I'm not hundred percent sure. I was thinking that after I finished reading it. Cause I think the next issue, um, Jim Zub takes over and it starts okay. at secret empire crossover. Okay. Or okay. Tie-in. Right, 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 right. So that's, this probably is the actual right issue to jump off of. Uncanny event. Because yeah. I'm going to see if I'm going to keep it on my read list, but more than likely I may let it go. Depends on how good the, the tie-in issue with the Secret Empire is. Right. I mean, I may read it. Like um, This may be one of those things that I read as we get our review copies in and then uh, and ultimately pick up the physical copy afterwards. But I may just you know remove this from my pull list because I did not enjoy the last few issues of this. Uh, well, actually, I did enjoy, like I think it was two issues ago, but now that we've gotten to you know the, the, the culmination of Duggan's run on the book, it's not, uh, I don't feel like uh, I, I, I care enough about the book to keep it on my physical pull list anymore. Right. Plus my man... Uh... The creative team, for one, I've loved Duggan, the writer, but also Pepe Larraz on art. Right. It's not going to be on it anymore, so I'm like, eh, do I want to really keep it going? Yeah, I mean, Pepe Larraz's art on this last issue is pretty good. It's it, it's fairly, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, um, it's, it's got a lot of uh, entertainment value to it, and what I mean by that is that a lot of the faces are so expressive, and they, they're, they're done very, uh, you know, they really do express a range of emotions. Like, you got to give them credit for you know, being able to do that on the, you know, on a 2d page, shout out to, uh, the colorist, uh, Curiel. I'm not sure what the first name is. I'm assuming. Yeah. David Curiel, you know, definitely I almost called him Daniel. Ah, 
David Kira d- definitely does a job, um, you know, uh, with the colors. But uh, I think the, the the lion's share of the uh, the credit should go to Pepe Larraz because, like I said, he's he's got a way with uh, expressive faces. Also, oh. shout out to um, who did the cover because that's a nice um, homage to a classic. Oh, that's uh, my right. man Ryan Stegman. Yep. Shout okay. Out to Stegman. Yeah, cause I think yeah he's been doing a couple a majority of the covers. Because he used to he's kicked off the series on art at least, and when all new all different Marvel started. Right. But this issue does retain a classic duo from Marvel history past. It does. If only for a couple of seconds. Oh, that's all? Yeah. I just saw the, pre- I just saw the preview pages back last week, so that's all <laughs> I've seen of the <laughs> issue so far. Yeah, the preview pages definitely tease that, but uh, there's not much of that left. Oh. Not- yeah, I'm sorry to spoil that. Oh, well. Right, but it might be part, you know, it might be something that they fold into the, uh, into the, uh, the next arc. So we'll see. We'll see. So with that, I only have one more book, and that one more book may be my click of the week. So I'll leave that uh, for last. Okay. Well, then... you rapid fire? Well, I was about to say, let's uh, I want to get Tim's book in. Get the Tim's book in, yeah, real quick, which is one I also read. So, and that would be Titans number 11. Which is uh, the first part of the Judas Contract. No Lazarus. way. Oh. Lazarus contract. Yeah, Judas contract is the old school st- uh, is the old school story, and the movie that is that just got animated. Which I still so I'm mad it. that this I'm mad that the Brett Bruce cover like spoils a surprise in it. Oh, word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so one of these characters shows up on the last issue, exactly. last page. Right, of the page yeah, but it's Deathstroke. The issue begins with a flashback to a previous encounter between the the Titans and Deathstroke. So after, well, but before you go any further, is is that from Judas Contract? What I have no idea. Okay, because I was because I had never read it. But I so, doubt it. Yeah. What? Because I, I want to say that. Uh, Hold on. What? Is, what? 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 I say that Omen girl wasn't on the team back then. That's what nope. I thought. Nope. Okay. So basically, so basically, what, what the, the 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 flashback that he's talking about is that Deathstroke's going up against the team, and uh, uh, what well, you did ring it. Doesn't already. he know the Flash? I guess. He knows the Flash, aka Wally, can change the past by time traveling. Right, so he's trying to cross the flashpoint. Oh, yeah, to save the, his son. Right, because his son died during that earlier encounter. And but it seems kind of strange though, because if that was like a while ago, and and I, I should point out if you um, because the first part of the book, you may want to read the current issues of Deathstroke for that if you care enough for that. But it doesn't play that much into it because it just talks about some stuff that happens in the book, but then just kind of. Goes into goes into this, but I don't know. It just seemed kind of strange. It's like, well, wait a minute. If that was a while ago. Why is he thinking about this now? Outside of the fact that it's a it's an, an event for the, you know they're trying to make a little mini for, event for the story, but it just seemed his motivation seemed kind of strange. Okay, to do that now, you know, but because his thing well, was he's trying to so get he's trying to get yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say Wally declines. Uh, older white Wally declines his <laughs> offer. White Wally. <laughs> Well, I noticed, I remember, I noticed earlier, I was like, you know, he, uh, he goes after Wally, but there's two Wallys now, so right. got to be specific. <laughs> shout out to The Price is Right, and shout out to Eclectic, who, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uses that particular sound effect to great effect. So I decided to uh, install that as one of our sound effects. But Deathstroke doesn't mind because he, he has another speedster already uh, kidnapped, I guess you could say. Right. Which which is because at first, black Wally West exactly. Which which so 
so that was a part of that that didn't make any sense, but as said, at the same time, it was also exposition. So I was like, okay, I was like, why did Destro go through all this to go to, to get Wally, to get older Wally, get older white Wally, if he had younger Wally, but at the same time, he had to be sure what he was, of what he was getting and why, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, it seemed like if he had already went through the trouble of getting Wally, he would have already known the information that he was trying to extract from, from white Wally. And the other thing was, wait, if Wally could get out of that trap so either, why do you need to just do that once he, you know, once he kind of gained consciousness or, you know, got a grasp of the situation? So both of those situations were like, okay, that didn't make that much sense, but all right, we just, I got it. Move it along. <laughs> all right. So I guess. So, that- yeah, I think, um, uh, I guess the next book is, what's the next book out? Teen Titans? Because I think Deathstroke already came out. Yeah, because it, since he has Kid Flash as a prisoner, it continues in Teen Titans next. Right. So, before we hand over to Deathstroke. Exactly. So this is one of those folks. I've seen some people kind of excited for this. So. Oh, and they also, uh, just because I read uh, earlier solicits for the summer and how Deathstroke is going to uh, turn over a new leaf and become a good guy and form his own like Teen Titans right. type, uh, group. There's a lot of foreshadowing here, I think, where he uh, mentions, I forget exactly what it, what it is, but there's a reference or something made of him not wanting to be a bad guy anymore. Yeah, because the deal the deal he made with Wally was like, all right, I'm going to give up that stroke and be that's right. or something like that before, because that's what he wrote, or you know, do this because because he was, he was hoping, my, like that's save my son and I'll retire from being Deathstroke. Exactly, it's like that's what heroes do, don't it? Save people and that kind of stuff. And he, you know, like I said, his motivation was kind of kind of thin, but then now that you bring that up, it was like, okay, I, that that makes a little more sense, but still, so so yeah, that was that. Yeah. Usually, Titans is usually an easy fun read for uh for me and this one that wasn't that much different but i was like i don't know going into this uh little event here was like huh, okay that was jarring a little bit but it worked i guess all right well i guess rapid fire is all you because i'm out of book except for my click of the week all right well then that being the case buckle up folks um actually some of this i probably <laughs> silly um <laughs> oh I'm, I'm hunting down all the sounds you said buckle up. I was on, I almost said roll out. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Sorry, it's gonna take me a second because I gotta find some of the stuff. But uh regardless, rocket number one, I guess I'll go with. So this is an Al Ewing joint. Um so and that's the only that, reason I'm gonna try it, by the way. Exactly. So you know, we being fans of Al Ewing, we'll we'll give it a shot for that reason. And I, I have to say the, this one was was alright. Like it's got his you can tell his his uh his humors. Uh, all up and through it, including the name of uh, one of the char- characters who is an otter named Otter Spice, because you know she's an otter and she's from outer space. And, and you know, oh. I gotta find a good laugh track. Yeah, no, but we but basically we find Rocket kind of on his own and out in some bar and recounting his tales. There's a nice um, the feel of it has kind of gotten has a kind of a noir feel to it because you see the monologue on the side of the page. You know him, kind of his inner monologue on sound of okay, and it kind of sounds like one of those old noir films where the where the uh, the main character is kind of just talking mm-hmm. and talk about the stuff that kind of goes on, and you know the whole premise being as the the cover shows, you know him kind of getting together together a team for a heist because this otter who was once his girlfriend and got him into uh, some uh, some of the life that he ended up being, you know, needed him for needed him for another heist. And uh, first he was like, no, then he ends up doing it and then he needs to get a pull together. And this is where the other part of Al Ewing kind of shines because he is good for getting some deep cuts. 
as we see on this cover, the people that's behind Rocket, minus the little duckling, are part of the tech net. So if you are, if you remember the old Captain Britain and also the Excalibur series, you will have seen these folks show up because these were like um, these were characters in said books who would kind of um, <clears throat> and they were like bounty hunters or something like that, and they were after you know Captain Britain and the team for various. Like I remember more so from Excalibur, more so than, than Captain Britain proper. So that's why I was like, well, shoot, that's a weird cut. And as that. You know, and as that, and as this being a heist, and they bring him up, kind of foreshadowing or something, the other part of the tech next shows up. Which, if you've like, I said, if you are fans of of that, you will, you will know who I'm talking about and um, be interested in that because at the end of being a heist, and they have this grand plan, and it almost works until they get to the end, and there's a wrinkle as heists do, and that's where the book ends up. So, like I said, it it was an interesting read to say at least. If you're a fan of uh, Al Ewing, you you will probably get something out of it. I will definitely check out the next issue for for certain. Cool. Just to just to kind of see where it goes. But where that stick with the book. We don't know. We'll see. After that, America number three. Um we got America going after her um her ex who's got kidnapped by some kids because they they wanted her to do something. And unlike a couple of the other covers uh that uh or other books that we've talked about, the X-Men actually do show up, except for the fact that it's not necessarily this particular version. So people show up, but not necessarily. So basically, um, America ends up going to a... It looks like she just jumped back into the 80s, basically. So we got Mohawk Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Kitty Pryde, but not that that dressed Kitty Pryde shows up for a second. But the rest of the issue is pretty much her and Storm because she gets some lessons in... um, Apparently, Storm's been... That Storm has been um, waiting for her to show up so she could teach her some things about her powers and her powers can do more than what she knows about so there's that whole sequence of that and then she ends up going to find out find where her ex is and then a big fight which starts off with some um aliens from the first issue that apparently came back into the play and then some folks from um her school show up to kind of lend a hand and uh things get going including that one ruby rod looking person on the cover that's right there over in the kind of cover next to or underneath the kitty pride outside of that oh we also more importantly find out in this issue um her ties to the latina culture and and why she relates or how she relates to them you know so we get a good understanding of that and that part in itself is a problem is good enough for a read for this the rest of that seems to be kind of you know ancillary but um no, I enjoyed it. It was a good read. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Future Quest number 12. I guess we'll go line to line from here. Last issue, finally. Sad to see this go. Um, the the plan, the grand plan to, to um, get rid of Space Cthulhu seemed to be going south, but then the kids start turning around. The battle is won. Uh, the book pretty much gets off. Everybody goes off on there nice and happy. You know, Some people lost some people, but nevertheless, it all ends up being all good. And the story wraps up all Nate and Nice. Like that, I I'm sad to see this uh, story go. And I think uh, Jeff Parker did say something about there's a good plan to, or there's a good chance that there could be some stuff coming later on. I don't know, but it was everything was all nice and neat and wrapped up. If you haven't checked out this issue and you like, you know, the Hannibal Bear universe, I'd say this was a nicely done story to kind of pick up. Let's see. Doc to do art on a DC. Yes, your series, please. Yes, 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 because the art in, in in the series has been awesome. 
by him. So I would agree with that. Oh, hell, or Marvel, I don't know. But yeah, it might, send, might lend itself to some DC stuff, actually. Um, who else? I don't think I have anything else except for... Oh, yeah, I do have one more. That's, and this is the last one. Uh, Star Wars, The Screaming Sentinel, number one. Uh, Luke somehow gets bamboozled by Aphra and also kidnapped by Aphra to uh, help her unlock this this uh, crystal she got in her book that has something to do with ancient Jedi's. And apparently, she wants it for you know scientific reasons, quote unquote. But she's she's probably trying to get something out of it because she's a one of those type of uh, Indiana Jones type archaeologists. But like I said, Luke is kidnapped to help her out, and they end up on this. Um, planet trying to appease this queen who kind of hands out favors once a year to people who bring up some bring stuff to her that amuse her so she brings so Afro brings luke being him being a jedi in, in a time where there weren't many or at all jedi so she dresses him up all nice and he takes him to him the, the queen seems to take a liking to him and then we find out that said queen is a space vampire oh as as those queens are wont to be as yes exactly but you could kind of tell it if you i wish i had a um I wish I had a picture now because you could kind of tell where it was going when you see the picture of the when you see the queen and her entourage come about. So I was like, huh, okay, sure. I mean, Star Wars has had cyborgs and all kind of, and magic has been introduced in various times. So why not space vampires? There you go. So I know on the other t- uh, side of this, um, uh, Leia and Han noticed Luke's missing and Sana, who apparently had something may have had something to do with uh giving Afra the whereabouts of trying to find Luke, you know, kinda knows something about it. So now we got the um the crew on the tail of trying to find Luke, which I'm assuming is going to because this book runs through Star Wars and Doctor Afra, it's going to um conclude uh or it's gonna run into the Star Wars book. Probably at the next issue, I'm not sure, but regardless. So this is the crossover event for the Star Wars universe this year. And yeah, Space Vampire. And that is it for me. Okay. So we are now at Clips of of the Week time, I believe. There you go. So let's get Doug's out of the way. Sure. Which was? Oh, man, Logan number 23. That's right. He did give us his Clips of the Week this week. I just pulled it up. That's the reason I wanted to go ahead and get it out the way. True. Yeah, he said something about that. He said Lemire is playing Moon Knight tricks with Logan, and it punched him in the face. Nice. And and, and as people who watch the show kind of know, like we've all been fans of the, the the Moon Knight series for what it was doing early on, right? And even now, as it's as it's trying to wrap up, it seems to you know it, it's still not it still hasn't uh, completely gone off the rails. So it's been uh, it's been a good ride. It's going to be missed. All right. Um, let me get mine out of the way because mine might t- just take a little bit longer. So the click of the week for uh, Agent Underscore Seventy this week is not a book I discussed, but I left it for the end because it was the book I had probably the most fun reading. Um, and that book is Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-seven. It is the latest and ongoing story of the return of one Norman Osborn, and um, you know his latest uh, Goblin-related uh, plot to uh to uh try to rule the world and somewhere pinky in the brain or in the corner uh (laughs) thinking about what to do next um but uh you know there's a lot of great scenes in this there you know uh uh, mockingbird has become uh uh, an important um supporting character in the uh, amazing spider-man book so she has a great couple of scenes and shout out seriously shout out to dan slot for making the reader 
making, you know, most readers, including myself, do their best Al Pacino impression as part of reading the story. So uh, that sold me. Um, and like I said, it's just a, it's an action-packed uh, story. You know, I, what I'm afraid of, though, is that this is going to be like ends of the earth because that story was so great, but then it led into just kind of like a downer story because that's what led into Superior Spider-Man. Not that that was a downer for a lot of people, but it was kind of like uh, a low point for the hero. So it seems like uh, we're, we're setting up, uh, that, that slot is setting up uh, Spidey for a big fall. That seems to be where it's going. But that is my click of the week this week, Amazing Spider-Man number 27. Okay. Tim? Mine is going to be Secret Warriors number one. Nice. Nice little fun group of superheroes, young and old, that uh, Rosenberg and Garan have assembled. I'm, I'm blanking on Rosenberg's first name. Matthew. 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 <clears throat> Excuse me. So even though it starts during an event, that event being Secret Empire, I'm still uh, intrigued enough by it mm-hmm. to keep following it along. And I want to see Miss Marvel and Quake butt heads for leadership of this team. <laughs> they were doing, even outside of that, they were definitely doing. They weren't wasting any time. Mm-mm. Gotcha. Well, then I guess that leaves me. And this was slightly kind of tough. Like, um, I guess uh, both Dirt and I kind of give a shout out to uh, the to, to Screaming Citadel. Although he's, he mentioned it was because of a Dead Man cameo. And I'm, I don't remember... Oh, actually, I do remember what he's talking about. So there is that. Um, not actually, but like, there, was, there was a character that kind of showed up that, that could put your mind of it. Now that I remember that. But that said, um, I don't know. Like, Ms. Marvel is always a darling pick for, for, for me and um, for, for a couple of us, actually. Um, and I think I may just stick with that like future quest was, was good but it was also ending and that's sad the uh, black Panther on the crew was all right and was rocket was actually Im- impressive but that's now you enjoy it so that's not that big of a surprise but i am definitely probably just going to go with and even avenger 7 was cute because of the, the, the naughty thing but i'm gonna go with miss marvel number 18 which i should probably put up it's usually not a month where miss marvel doesn't make it onto the clicks of the week no usually yeah usually one of us will have it at yeah. the very least so yeah, I think and the fact there, that it was like a, a Bruno centric story took a little bit away from it, but I thought it was a well right. done. Um, you know, it was just that amazing Spidey this this you know, this particular week or this month. Uh, you know, it, they're really ramping up the the uh, excitement level. Mm-hmm. I mean, even America Three was was had its moments. All I can say about America Three: Thundercloud. Go find out what that's about. Okay. But with that note, I think we are going to go into the the news section, and before that, we have an ad. We have an ad for Busted Tees. This episode of the Click Nation's Compo Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and geek culture are all on sale. One of them is actually on the front page of uh, the Busted Tees uh, website, which is, I survived fire 2017. Shout out to Ja Rule. Why would you trust Ja Rule with anything? Um, to help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. 
Seems kind of upset that, that he wasn't in any more Fast and the Furious movies, and that what kind of just was a a long drawn out plan to to come to to come to this. <laughs> he was playing a long con. He totally he blew it. Ludacris jumped on that and and, and <laughs> grabbed the ball and ran with it. So yes, so we're gonna do the slight some slightly different uh, going into the news section. Um, do you have the news? <laughs> So we would normally, what's that? I said it's my turn, right? Yep. So you, what we normally do is go into the cinematic um, news first. But since we're about to lose uh, Tim and he's got an awesome article that we need to talk about, that we should talk about, we're going to give him the floor so he can talk about this article. So have at so it. So this week, an article went up on CBR titled Marvel Legacy Indicates the Publisher Fans. So I basically just took some uh, the nuggets from... What was the last comp conference? Or yeah, uh, C two E two when Marvel let some more details out regarding Legacy and bringing back uh, old Marvel mainstay and how I basically kind of compared it to DC's Rebirth, New Fifty Two Rebirth, or Rebirth after the New Fifty Two, and basically how both initiatives want to recapture things lost and basically sort of beg lapsed readers to come back and also event fatigue perhaps going away for at least 18 months once secret empire ends and generations leads into uh legacy and also a return to original numbering where a handful of titles will go back to their original numbering so we can see books back in the 300s and 400s 500s even and i hope that with generations bringing back the classic versions of heroes marvel making sure to go out of their way to say yes the originals are returning but the newer heroes will remain as well so go ahead and check that out roddy's got the the page up right now as he scrolls through it give me some clicks yeah and i am out of here enjoy the rest of the show gang all right tim we'll check you out next week sir that is again tim d-o-w-g-9-8 and theclicknation.com, theclicknation, and uh, CB Cron all on Twitter. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. So now we're going to get back to. <laughs> so now we're going to get back to the cinematic news. And I was in the middle of pulling some of that stuff. And then I thought, let me pull up Tim's article. So I'm still kind of. Scrolling back up. All right. So yeah. So you, if you want to go ahead. on this. So early Wonder Woman reaction compares the film to the first Captain America. That's probably not an accident, people, because the first Captain America was a period piece. Exactly. Right. Set in World War II. This, uh, this movie, um, surprisingly enough, was set in World War I. So unsurprisingly, it definitely has a very similar vibe to Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, they definitely wanted to set uh, Wonder Woman up as um, a hero of um, somewhat immortal stature who's been around for quite a bit, you know, or at least long lived um, because, uh, you know, she's been around the DCU in hiding basically um, at least since uh, World War One, and reemerges in, uh, uh, in the fight uh, uh, in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. So I took, a issue, took a slight issue with this article at first because I was like, wait a minute, a lot of people didn't like the first Captain America movie because of the fact, partially, it was a, a period piece. Right. And what's funny about that is that the first Captain America technically almost has to be a period piece if you're going to do a straight origin. Right. 
right? Whereas the, the Wonder Woman origin has been kind of uh, 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 fiddled with here and there and tweaked, and it wasn't always the case that she was um, in man's world in uh, the early 1900s. Well, yeah, that no, I was about to say because well, because I mean they have, but they have said something about Amazon being like long lived. But you're right, they I don't right. think they've ever yeah, actually called to right exactly. Yeah. I don't think they've ever actually put her in that timeline. Right. Except there is a book now that, that does go back into the timeline, but she's not a part and of that's it. That's a retcon! <laughs> that's actually probably true. That one actually is probably true. Because um, actually, and I hear that that um, miniseries is not bad. I have the um, the ears, but I haven't read them yet. And for if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a miniseries called Odyssey of the Amazons, uh, written by Kevin Grivo. Uh, who also did the uh, Blue Marble Marvel uh, miniseries for Marvel? Yes. <clears throat> so and that was good. So I would imagine this one would be all right too. Uh, so yes, I'm still, You know what's funny is that we had a we had a, a discussion at length a few episodes back about um, what your what, what you and others have perceived as a lack of promotion on the part of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let's the, try to wrap it up now. Exactly. Yeah. And I noticed that there's been a distinct uh, increase in the number of commercials that I've run into on television, online, uh, pop-up ads for uh, Wonder Woman. And I actually followed the Twitter account, and I got, in return, a Warner Brothers email. Oh, really? Yeah, believe it or not. Wait, a Warner Brothers email stating... Please be a part of our um, our uh, review people. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'll get into it all, all off air. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not getting too much into it now, but... Uh, yeah, it was very it was it was very interesting yeah. that that came up. Interesting, cool. Well, next uh, order note of business is still Wonder Woman because uh, we have the official final trailer for Wonder Woman that just came out. Uh, have you had a chance to watch it? No, I've stopped watching all the final trailers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be so, I don't want to be spoiled uh, very much anymore. It's good. I don't. It gives us probably a, a little bit more than what we have seen before, but it's still kind of goes off of some of the stuff that we actually have seen in the river in the previous trailers. I think this one there's a glimpse right. of Ares in it in and out of his well, more out, but even then it was a kind of a glance. But I think there's like a brief shot of him in his uh quote unquote final form. Gotcha. 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 All, All right. right. But it was good. So there is that. And we still got another what is it? Month? Less than a month? Yeah, it's a month. A little less. Yeah. So Aquaman next. Right. So Aquaman's official logo has surfaced as cameras start rolling on the film. Um James Wan, uh, the director, has announced the start of production, and Warner Brothers has revealed the official logo for Aquaman. Two straight articles that somehow mentions Fast and the Furious. That's right. Wan, best known for Furious 7. <laughs> and I can't remember what the... Because the, 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 the Wonder Woman trailer, or that article for it, mentions something about Fast and Furious 2. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. That was a coincidence, I hope. That's uh, Yep. So next up, speaking of Aquaman, Amber Heard trains with Black Manta actor, and I'm going to get his name right here because they didn't do it, uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II in new photo. So as you can see here, you see them training <laughs> him, giving the ass face, you know. All right. So there's that. It's cool. And I think they're, well, yeah, they still just started filming, I believe. So there's that. We've been starting to see a little bit more Aquaman stuff. All right. So... The next piece of news is how the Justice League Dark film will differ from other comic book films. So I guess people will be surprised at how uh, character-driven, how intimate Justice League Dark will be um, in a field of uh, bloated comic book movies. Uh, 
Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, and and the thing with Justice League Dark was the fact that, you know, it, this was Guillermo del Toro's baby, and then he stepped off the project, and now Doug, Doug Lamas got it, the guy from Edge of Tomorrow, and he offered uh, his insights to, you know, his spin to it, basically, and that's what this article was. While this movie has no uh, release date set yet, it's expected to feature Constantine, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and Etrigan the Demon. Yeah. All righty. So that'll be, that ought to be something... Which there's already a, a Justice League Dark animated movie, but this is you know going to be a different one, so that's going to be funny. Uh, the CW reveals season finale synopsis for Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl because we're almost at that time. Okay, all right. So uh, next, Supergirl producer teases General Zod's comic-inspired costume. Uh, okay, Neither before Zod's costume. Oh, goodness. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't know. I did the picture didn't show up for some reason. Oh, I like this next this next story. Oh, you go take it? Go for it. No, go for it. Okay. Switch turns. Go ahead. Take take turns. Ragnarok's Tessa Thompson joins Frey in Avengers Avengers Infinity War. So in the, the growing list of folks that are going to be crowding in, the screen. <laughs> exactly. I'm almost scared for this movie because of like with the the amount of people that's gonna be in here, this is almost rivaling like an X Men movie. No. And that's terrifying because those are bad. No, but at the same time, I think, I, I don't know, have, have they talked about whether or not, and obviously this is all pre-editing because the, the movies haven't been uh, produced yet, but um, there's always a chance that uh, an appearance may not happen until the second film. Well, yeah, but that one's not even an infinity war anymore. I'm thinking this is like Aftermath, but yeah, you're still right, because I don't even know, we don't even know what in the world that movie is anymore, because exactly, exactly. it was supposed to be the part two of Infinity War. Exactly, exactly. So, so. we will see. Alrighty. So Kevin Feige confirms the possibility of Marvel movies and TV shows finally crossing over at some point. Stop teasing the fanboys, man. See, I put the possibility in there because even with what he says in his article, it doesn't seem like much of a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Of course, they got to play it coy because you know they don't want to completely. Even though it seems like they have tried to shut the door on it before, but I guess you know everything's on the table now when it comes to you know what the next uh, stages are because they're moving away from the phase mm. um, aspect of the Marvel movies that you know in terms of their staging. So maybe that's what's going to allow um, the movies and the television to cross over more. Mm. I would argue. So I would argue that they would probably even despite that their track record of kind of having this thing all mapped out that they probably don't know if they want that to happen or not. Right. And but at the same time, I think maybe the phase thing going away maybe helps. So probably because the most we've gotten on the TV side is like, you hear them allude to events in the movie or people in the movie, but with no real direct thing, but nevertheless, tie to tie. so here's Kevin, uh, Feige's quote. I'm talking about him. Like I know his, know his name. Uh, like I know him, not necessarily the future. And I guess some context, he was talking some talking to IO9 about this uh, around uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 2, but not necessarily the future's a long time. Uh, so the truth is, I don't really know, but there's a lot of TV shows being made and hopefully we'll continue to make a lot of movies. At some point, there's going to be a crossover, crossover, repetition, or something. So, like I said, even though he says he has crossover, but he also kind of was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so what he said was they were going to cross over <laughs> and that's pretty much how people are taking it but I was like yeah I believe that when that when that actually happens there you go alright All right. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 deleted post credits scene revealed because if they didn't have enough they, they chopped up at least one 
Spoiler bell. Let's not talk about this. I yeah, I mean, no, nah, there's, there's, I actually hadn't read this because I, well, no, I hadn't read it. I don't know why because I've already seen the movie, so I should have. But yeah, but it seemed like it was mostly uh, Mantis centered. Actually, I did read a little bit of. It. I skimmed it, but it was been days ago. So all right, another scene they they had, but they chopped it. Okay. It'll probably be on the Blu-ray. Sure. <laughs> so Gunn has dropped clues to when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to be released. So I guess it's going to be. Uh, sometime in 2020. Yeah. Which is crazy. Actually, I think he says things will be different after 2099, after May 2099, so it could very well be at the end of 20, uh, 2099, 2019, 2099. Yeah, let's say like half of the 2099. <laughs> yeah, I don't think none of us are going to see that. Yeah, seriously. Maybe, right. so, maybe they'll, do a, they'll do a 2099 movie. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so next okay. up. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy style cassette player prices skyrocketing on eBay. Seriously? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, so here's so old funny. Tape? So, it's my old tape Walkman, huh? Well, this is specific to the one that was in the movie, which is a specific right. brand. So, Sony one. You, you've right. probably seen it in the. Because uh, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was the same exact same one as the last as the last movie, but probably was probably second one. So I can tell you, but yeah, yeah. But so when I first saw this article, I was like, and if you've seen last week's episode, you will know. Oh, did you did you see last week's episode? I listened. Oh, did you? You didn't watch the video? No. Okay, so Dirt had a uh, a toy one that they they're they're they're, they're selling now. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought it was that one, and I was like, wait a minute, that's crazy. And then I read, and I was like, oh wait, no, it's the actual ones, which I didn't think they were actually still making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we uh, because if you follow tech news, they stopped making Waltmans a couple of years ago, or no, it was last year actually, and I think that might have been the MP3 ones. That's crazy. So, so, yeah, so check out on, and then it says in this article, it's like, yeah, next thing you know, there'll be wanting, uh, there'll be people running up on Chris Pratt trying to get it signed, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our next bit of news is an article on why Marvel Studios began using post credit scenes. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but if you want to check it out, um, Fog- actually, we're not much to it, but was it? Oh, okay, hold on. Wait. Yeah. Uh, well, they just didn't want to distract from the main bus part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much why they have these post credit scenes. And Feige's like, because he's a film nerd, he's like, you know, he he kind of likes stuff like that. That because okay. all the movies like Ferris Bueller did stuff like that, so <laughs> he, he wanted to do it. Which I'm like, okay, that's an interesting, cool reason, I guess. All right. Uh, let's see what is next. More Avengers: Infinity War news. As oops, come on. Yeah, some of the stuff I didn't get to load up. Infinity War set photo photos uh, reveal. Age of Ultron link. So if you remember Age of Ultron and you remember a specific um, dream sequence mm-hmm. and something that shows up in it, apparently it showed up on the set of Age of, uh, of Infinity War. Age of Infinity War. Let's, let's match right. it all up. Yeah, really. Uh, Infinity War and it's going to be seeming maybe featured all right. as the time. So there you go. Glad they're going to make use of that scene. Um, and yeah, because that and that and the other ones were kind of like okay, they put these in here for a reason. So clearly, they're all going to pay off at one point. But no, probably just this one, right? Uh, so in our next bit of news, uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend recreate the iconic Spider-Man kiss from Spider-Man Number One, uh, the first movie by Sony. Um, this was on uh, a recent episode of uh, Lip Sync Battle, mm-hmm. which featured uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming stars Zendaya and Tom Holland. We'll talk and, about that in a second. Yeah, I was about to say, and I see that the next, I'll just combine the two. Sure. Um, the, the Tom Holland video, which um, I actually saw a snippet of, and I couldn't believe that Tom Holland was actually killing it as Rihanna. It, I saw that whole clip. It was pretty awesome. 
I was like, like he, he, pretty much, he pretty much put himself into that into that performance. And what's funny is that his athleticism was complete, like was was on full display during um, his his performance of uh, the choreography from Rihanna's 2007 hit Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Bella, Bella. Yeah, that dude. Can, that dude can really uh, can really uh, jump around because uh, yeah, you know, it was on full display in that uh, choreography. I mean, hey, he is Spider Man, so exactly. the amount of jumping around is probably <laughs> necessary. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think, I, this this article or somebody said like he wears he wears um lingerie better than some women. And I was like, oh, that's not nice. Oh, but, that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, I, and I say. Not cool because I'm like there are people who actually do that. So there's nothing wrong with that if that is your thing. Right. So don't 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 take that away from it. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's the first line. Yeah. I'm the compared to the most. Here it is. Here yeah. it is. So, but yeah, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, uh, watch that um, clip. Go watch it. It's it's pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. The defenders, and I didn't, I didn't actually, because this is for an upcoming thing. But Sigourney's Weaver character seemingly confirmed as redacted. You know, defenders are coming up August what eighteenth. It's um, sure. be here Bing. before you know it. Yeah. I honestly didn't check this out because I didn't want to. And it, I want but to. I, skimming, skimming it, kind of, it, it might be somebody obscure that I may may not know. So, and I don't even think they even they may not even actually. No, they do say. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it might be kind of obscure, so, so I just kind of let it go. Anyway, moving along. The next news story involves Fox's X-Men show may be adapting a classic Marvel family for television. So on the heels of the first teaser trailer and footage for the upcoming X-Men series, The Gifted, Fox has uh, put out some more information and that the uh, series will revolve around the Strucker family, which um, has a definite deep roots in Marvel Comics history. Um mm-hmm. What's funny is that uh, I guess maybe they're not going to call them the Von Struckers because uh, Baron Von Strucker actually has already appeared in Marvel Studios uh, at the end of, um, oh man, what led right into Age of Ultron? Was it, um, what movie was it where they showed the twins? Was it Winter Soldier? I think it was. Maybe. Wait, I thought the twins, well, yeah, the twins were Wanda and Pietro. Not- That's what I mean. But oh, yeah, they- yeah. When they appear in the in yes, the, uh, at the end that was that was yes that was right. and, and, and that was Baron von Strucker's first appearance in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Right. So uh, it's weird that um, that they would bring them up here, but more than like more than, more likely than not, it's going to be the two uh, von Strucker children who uh, were mutants in the comics and will probably show up. Well, will obviously going to use their mutant abilities in the. Uh, it seems to be the yeah the the, the crux of this because yeah we knew. The, uh, we knew about this show being the gifted, but we wasn't sure too much about it. And this is kind of just shedding a little bit more light right, right. on who's involved with it. So, right. okay. so I, sure. the, next story, the next story, I really, really wish PCN underscore dirt was here. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if he was going to be here this week, but luckily we, he knew it was about it. Cause we should, we, in our off screen chat, we, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit. Oh, I must've missed that. I might've been away from uh, my screen when that stuff happened. Maybe. Uh, be sure to fill us in um, uh, because I was pretty unhappy to read some of the things uh, on this and some of the related Twitter discussion that happened as a result. So, you mean like heck boy? Right. So, <laughs> so the story I'm referring to is um, Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy, has announced that there's going to be a new reboot of the Hellboy film series and the film is going to be rated R to incorporate, I guess, more violence and horror. 
that's yeah, that was pretty much what our conversation was about because because the thing Dirt asked was like our rating. What, what's the deal with that? And you know, I was like, yeah, more than likely violence and some cursing, more cursing than they had in the other old movies, right? And maybe some more horror aspects too, because I think. you know, there's definitely a lot. Uh, you know, the, the the horror aspect of the Hellboy universe was definitely toned down in the in the uh, the Hellboy movie, the the one that I saw. I haven't seen number two yet, but yeah. um, in the first movie, it was definitely toned down. True. So. But um, not a fan of the fact that uh, Mignola is rebooting the movies and not uh, did not give credit to Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro and his vision, and they're not bringing back Ron Perlman to play uh, Hellboy. So, well, to be fair, uh, to be fair, I don't think he had. Uh, I, so there was, I think the last article, <laughs> the last article, last article we had about this was that uh, del Toro, Mignola, and I believe Ron Perlman was kind of had a powwow and it was like yeah no it's not gonna happen so it's kind of strange that this kind of pops up um you know not necessarily from mike miller because obviously it's his character so no matter what they did with the character if they were going to put something out you know obviously he was probably going to be all right with it you know have a story in here about the the tweets that jeffrey tambor put out about hellboy no i don't no i don't i don't because he what did he do what did he he say character in both films he was i guess the head of the bprd or something like that and um, he definitely um, took took some shots at Mignola uh, for not sh- not giving uh, Del Toro his due and for not I, mean, I guess for not bringing back Perlman um, gotcha. in the role of Hellboy. So uh, you know, take a look at that. I, I happen to I think peruse that article today over lunch. So that might mm. be something fairly uh, fairly recent, probably. All right. But either way, uh, yeah, that that like I said, because of the last thing we heard about this and this coming up was like that's really strange. But yeah, I don't know. So I'll have to seek that out later. Um, next up, I believe that's me. That's a Deadpool TV series coming from Donald Glover, and we of course we have stupid autoplaying video. So FXX um, purveyors of Archer and other fine television shows. And I think uh, Donna Glover's show Atlanta is also on there. I believe so. Yes. Um, Has ordered this adult animated comedy series um, where nothing else has been really known about this outside of the fact that Donna Glover is uh, a part of this. And there's, you know, and um, it won't be on time. It's going to be a theme. It won't be on time. Right. But it's so, all ten, well, yeah, ten, ten episodes have been ordered, and we don't know anything about the cast. More than likely, Donald Glover is probably going to play Deadpool. I think we can say that with some assurance. I feel like mm. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Yeah, what I was going to say is, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest tie-in is that the uh, second Deadpool movie is set to release in 2018, also. So, mm. and also, co-star Zazie Beetz is playing Domino in said movie. So that's kind of interesting. Donald Glover being a, a fairly big uh, or notable. Comic book nerd, I believe. Couldn't say. Yeah, I, I feel like I've I've heard that about him before. I don't know, but then, you know, because yeah, because he, he wanted to play, also wanted wow. to play Miles Morales. Yes, although he's a bit on the older side now. Yes. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, comics coming to television, Judge Dread is <laughs> very own live action TV show. That so, one came out of nowhere, right? So it's not going to be Sylvester Stallone. It's not going to be. Uh, Carl Urban, it's going to be somebody else uh, playing the judge in Mega City One. I thought they could get Carl Urban. I mean, I about to say what he's doing, but we know what he's doing. He's playing Bones and doing other stuff. But right. there are people who want Carl Urban. And I'm like, I did not see that last movie that he did, so I don't, I don't know. But I guess, like, I have seen that that one show that he did on Fox that didn't last very long, uh, Almost Human. And 
He's got the gruffness now. I don't know. All right. That's weird. So, and so story, we already know where he is lately. I was going to say, the next story seems to involve spoilers for Guardians, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, yes. So, matter of fact, we, I will only say that uh, I would just, I won't even put it out for you. How about that? Guardians right. of the Galaxy Volume 2 cast member is a lock for Volume 3. If you've seen Volume 2, you know what happens to a character. Yeah. Look for somebody who's going to come yes, back. Look for somebody who probably, yeah. We'll come back. Next. I'll take the next one since I had to skip the last one. Mm-hmm. Gotham renewed for a fourth season at Fox. There are people out there that watch this show. Yes, I'm one of them. Among them. Oh, you you are. Okay. Yes. One of us. One of the four. Yes, I am one of them. Five percent um, of our show <laughs> watches Gotham. Mm. <laughs> I think when there's, there's nobody else on the show that watch I think it might be the only okay. one, actually. So and I take Umbridge as others other listicle that uh, Seabar has on that, but we won't talk about that right now. So, moving right along, uh, Black Lightning gets series order. About the rest of that. So, yeah, we knew we knew the Black Lightning series was kind of a thing, but what we did not know of whether it was going to get you know picked up or not, and it sounds like it has. Okay, it sounds like full series at that because they had only filmed the pilot, you know. So uh, that must have tested well. So where it's going to be, or where it's going to be set and. You know, when and all that kind of good mess. Who knows? But stay tuned. Yeah. All right. So, looking for Leia is an upcoming documentary that highlights the women of Star Wars. So, um, an upcoming documentary of that title will take a look at the women who grew up watching Star Wars and became some of its biggest fans. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Very much cool. Yeah. There's there's definitely plenty of female Star Wars fans out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Might be arguably more than men at this point. I don't know, but I don't I don't have numbers either way. But I know a lot of I know personally a few. A good dose of women who love starting some Star Wars. Sorry, yes, Star Wars. Um, next, Eels. Oh, yeah. Krypton. Superman prequel officially gets series order at Sci Fi or Siffy, if, you, if you're nasty. Um, yeah, I still don't know what to get to, to think about that. Now, granted, what we knew was it used to be, it was supposed to be on TNT and that folded for some other reason. And now it's on Sci Fi, which arguably it probably belonged in the first place. Mm hmm. And I, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Next, speaking of Marvel's Agents of Shield from earlier, it has been renewed Woo-hoo! for season five. Yes, yeah. I think there might be rumors that this might be the last one, or or maybe I'm just thinking about myself. Five is a good number. I think they've already produced I, enough episodes for syndication, right? Oh yeah, they they've been past that in a good right, season, I so. believe. So. Right, so uh, you know they're definitely in. You know, they're they're. This is basically gravy, and I. Oh, I, no, wait. I think it's in syndication. I've seen it on uh, the local UPN station here in New York. Um, if they haven't, then they're about to because it's, because syndication is like a hundred uh, unless they change that. It's like a hundred episodes, and I think they may have hit that point by now. Because I'm trying to remember, they might have had a short season in the beginning, but that still right. it might have still hit. So congrats to to to, uh, to those folks. That that show's still great. So right, hoping that uh, they're able to uh, you know take the momentum of introducing or doing a quality introduction of uh, of a Marvel hero. Uh, like well, whatever they, they plan to do, because yeah, because usually that stuff is usually centered around whatever movies the season centered around what movies coming out, which would actually be well, depends on when the season starts. Thor. If that starts this, if not, not this, if it's going to be this year though. Yeah, that would be Thor in the fall. Right. Yeah. So if Thor. that is the case, well, yeah, you're right, because it does come back. It usually comes back on September. So, yeah, there you go. Um, next. Excuse me. 
with some stuff, the news that just came off the wire earlier tonight. Anna Taylor-Joy, Macy Williams, set to star in X-Men spinoff New Mutants. Um, So here's another movie that's been kind of up in the air, Um, but we knew it was coming. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy is going to be playing Magic. Okay. And surprisingly to probably no one, uh, you know, and I think a lot of people wanted this like myself, Macy Williams is playing Wolfsbane. Okay. So I said that was Ronnie's impressive. Yep. I said that was great casting. Cool. People like her. She's cool. And Next. finally, um, the first teaser trailer for Marvel's Inhumans uh, promises betrayal in the ranks of the uh, Inhuman royal family. So I'm I haven't watched it. Haven't, okay. I haven't watched it. I really, uh, you know what? I I, I want to go into this with a fresh, uh, with as fresh a perspective as possible because, you know, just seeing Black Bolt is already turning me off, and I'm sure it's doing that for a lot of uh, Marvel fans. So here's the thing about this Caesar. There is no video. Mm-hmm. It's just audio. Yeah. So there you go. I, was, I would play it now, but no one would hear it but us. Mm. I want the tune in for damn it. <laughs> All right. So. And that is it for Cinematic News. And we push on over to um, to the comic news. And I wanted to actually bring up something from Clickbait really, really quick. Go ahead. Actually, probably two things. Go ahead. Not that not I'm here, but speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, there is a, a good article by um, Mike Mantlo, Bill Mantlo's brother, on how Rocket Raccoon saved his brother, uh, Bill. Mm-hmm. So Rocket Raccoon being a surprisingly more ca- uh, popular character than anybody would think, because I happen, happen to have met a lot of, um, a, or at least a couple of Rocket Raccoon fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, so you know the, the fan base is out there, and it's an interesting thing. But yeah, this whole article is talking about because uh, I think um, Bill Mansfield has some health issues, if I'm not mistaken. He was basically uh, crippled and, and, yes. and suffered severe brain damage in a car accident um, while he was actually still writing comics, and he's been in long term, um, uh, uh, long term invalid care for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I believe. Um, as a result of um, royalties um, and 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 the financial uh, deal with uh, Marvel and Marvel Entertainment, um, Bill Mantlo and his family, uh, Bill Mantlo's family, has been able to move him into his own house, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to living in uh, you know in a facility. And he was able to, uh, I believe, watch. Um, he's still able to, you know, there's still some comprehension left, and he was able to watch uh, both Guardians movies. Uh, since they've been released, so kudos to Marvel for treating you know, uh, you know one of the creators um, uh, of uh, Rocket Raccoon um, well because he really has come upon hard times and he's been dealing with this for uh, decades. Mm-hmm. And it's actually you know, on the side is like you know the movies have been actually doing some side good in addition to in addition to you know making money for the company. Absolutely. So that's awesome. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up was this sort of story from Polygon about. Uh, Marvel's 1974 Secret Empire storyline speaks to modern comics and modern politics. So basically, it sounds like Steve Englehart wrote a um, wrote uh, no, excuse me was working on Captain America and the Falcon series back in 1974, and he did a storyline about uh, that. In some ways, could be similar to Secret Empire, but kind of more uh, pointed mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the views of the time and the political structure at that time. Right, this is post-Watergate. Exactly. So, and also, which, you know, if you know anything about Watergate and the going-ons in the U.S., yeah, kind, of a, now, right. kind of parallels. Right. So, you can definitely draw parallels to what's going on now. 
so so Polygon did an article talking about that. So and um, I think there was a yeah, there's an article uh, with an interview with Stevie Cohort. So if you go see that, go check that out. It's cool. All right, so we move on to comic news. Yes. Um, Sean Pryor has been named president of creative relations at Action Lab Entertainment. Congratulations to him. Congrats. Yes, definitely. Um, yep. Sub-Zero, Red Hood, and Starfire are coming to Injustice 2. Injustice 2, the uh, fighting game that is coming out next Tuesday, by the way, folks. Is it so next Tuesday? It is next Tuesday. Oh, man. Does that mean I'm going to have to buy a PS4 before next Tuesday? No, no. Wait, I mean, you don't have to. Oh, wait. That's right, because you want one for this. So, yes. probably. Oh, man. Um, so you could pre-order at right now. As a matter of fact, I pre-ordered my copy a couple of days ago. I just got the standard issue, but there's like three three editions, uh, more pricey, and you get more DLC stuff with it. But right. nevertheless, so but yeah, that's coming out. And also, I should point out today, Injustice 2's mobile game is also out. Okay, which also feeds into the uh, console game or the console PC game because if you do stuff in there and you tie your account to. Uh, you know, in both both games, and you get you know stuff for one for the other. Because I think that what they usually do is the console stuff usually feeds into stuff that you could get in the mobile and vice versa. So all right, go check that out. You know, it's out there. But yeah, so we're getting so we already know some of the DLC characters, and I think we got a pretty good rundown. Oh, I think Raiden and also Black Manta might be according to this because in this um art in this video that they show, there's some there's silhouettes. Uh, Yes, there are silhouettes in the silhouettes, and some of them were pretty easy to make out. Like, come on, exactly. it's kind of hard to miss Black Manta's <laughs> helmet in the tubes. You know? Exactly, and and Raiden. I mean, come on, like Raiden yeah. sitting right up in there. Yeah, considering that Sub Zero's already in this, and it's a Mortal Com- it's the Mortal Kombat company. Uh, it's well, not- yeah, last last time they put Scorpion in it, so it was a pretty good bet that it was going to put another right. Mortal Kombat character in there. Not a surprise that Raiden is that character from the silhouette. Mm-hmm. All right. So there next story is uh, Chad Bowers' new Young Blood is rushed back to print. Really? There's enough of you guys out there that bought this that it needs to go to a second printing. Surprisingly enough, a lot of people bought it. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, Chad. So, so as the, the article says, it says Rob Liefeld's new Young Blood. Like obviously, you know, Young Blood is Rob Liefeld's creation Probably from right. back in the old image days. But you know, and I think he and he has been kind of working with the, the writer Chad Bowers with this, although he has not been credited on. Like, So it was weird that they had Rob Liefeld's new Youngbloods when he's nowhere on the cover or, you know, or, or this or that. But obviously he's gotten some, you know, he's been given some input on the characters, you know, so that, um, so that, um, so that they can flow with it. Right. So, and, I've, and I've talked to Chad Bowers. He seems like a good guy because like, he, he uh, frequents the, uh, the, the, the comic book store I, I go to. He's, he's okay. a very cool cat. All righty. So, yeah. Um, our next story uh, is about Hasbro Star Wars action figure line and its new character, its new figure that was voted on by fans. And surprisingly, it's Doctor Afra. Which, if you're watching the video, that was anticlimactic because it's right yeah, there. But so yeah, so so StarWars.com, I believe, it was had a and had a like a fan vote and they had people out there voting, you know, online. For who the next character would be for their figure, and um, there was a good lobbying campaign going on for Afra, mm. and I believe I can't remember who else was in the running. Well, it says here that it narrowly beat out Ahsoka Tano, but yes. has there been already been a Star Wars three point seven five inch action figure of Ahsoka? See, that's what I was wondering about. 
Um, like, and the, the if they're doing that, I don't think so. Like the, we know they got like plushies and all kind of stuff for her, but I don't know if she has a. Um... I'm pretty sure they did, but maybe they're not. Maybe it's not the official 3.75 inch line. Maybe like the Clone Wars or the the Rebel. What is it? What are the uh, the animated series called again? Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, Rebels maybe they have their own like kind of sub line of action figures, and maybe that's what it is. You know, because they're know. because they're more, kind of weird for them to no, but they're more of an animated look to them. If you know what I'm talking about. Sure, but like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I think even those Black Series ones don't they have uh, like um like I think some Rebels characters. I don't know because I don't keep up with that one. Exactly, like some of the they, they come out so there's there's like a whole walls of them, and I just lose track. Right. You know, you walk into the Toys R Us, and all of a sudden there's just you know this gigantic wall of these characters. Yeah, I was in. Uh, matter of fact, uh, just on the side note, I think um I was in Walmart the other day, and even though you already have this figure, uh they finally got Falcon and uh, a good cycle Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, from the uh, uh, from Civil War, nice. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Well, that's weird," but because um, I figured they would have pushed that line out in favor of the newer stuff coming out. But nevertheless, you know, I was like, you know "What well, it is? They're cleaning out their stock rooms, probably." Well, you know, it's probably something that was like tucked away. Maybe one of the employees that got fired put it away thinking <laughs> they were going to buy it, and you know, all of a sudden, actually, it was a few of them. So it wasn't like it was just one or two. It was eight. like a whole. That's what I'm saying. It's eight. Eight. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and that was a, another character. Uh, um, that I thought was weird. I was up there, but I think it was a newer one that I hadn't seen. And I, you've already seen my picture of my Vance Astro, so we don't have to go into that one. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. So moving right along. Some sad news to report. Yeah, some sad news to report. So Stanley Weston, the creator of G.I. Joe, Thundercats, uh, uh, action figures, mm-hmm. yeah. has uh, sadly passed away at the age of 84. Um, the action figure industry has lost an icon with the passing of Stanley Weston, a native of Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Weston served in the army for a stint following the Korean War. Upon his return to New York, he began working for advertising uh, firm uh, McCann Erickson and started on his own path uh, soon after, creating his own company called Weston Merchandising. And um, uh, in the wake of the success of Mattel's Barbie doll line in the 60s, Weston uh, was inspired to create um, the military action figure we all now know as G.I. Joe. And he didn't stop there. Uh, his he actually went on, you know, roughly twenty years later to create Thundercats, which just like GI Joe has evolved, evolved beyond toy, uh, beyond toy lines, and has become animated and comic book phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, his company, later renamed Leisure Concepts, uh, has worked alongside uh, numerous properties to create uh, uh, action figures and toys. So good, you know, he he uh, has created many many uh, um, aspects of our uh, childhood that we uh, that we are more than thankful we're blessed we we were blessed to have his creations uh, uh inspire us and 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 you know fill up our free time with uh joy so uh shout out to uh Stanley Weston and thank you for uh all the good times Plus, thank you for all your service yes to to, uh, to to our childhoods definitely exactly exactly uh you don't you don't do ter- you don't uh collect transformers so you just uh honestly you know, Honestly, Transformers. Um, on a side note, right now we get yeah. um, now, now that we get into the Combo Chronicles toy corner, right? Um, on a side note, uh, the Transformer masterpiece figures are yes. so cool, but they're so I expensive. I know, and, and I've started down that road. I think. And oh I, no! I think. See, if you go to some of these online toy stores that have them, you know, the, some of the big name uh, uh, figures. I, you know, I didn't have an Optimus Prime growing up. I was one right. of the. Unlike PCN underscore Dirt that has all the cool stuff, you know, because he works in all the cool places. Shout out to Dirt. 
I know you're going to listen to this and, 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 and be thankful that uh, you grew up privileged to have um, multiple Optimus Prime action figures. I did not have one. It's because, so, partially because of the. It's because what I found out also, speaking of like Chad Bowers, apparently, Powell Bowers, apparently he's a big Transformers um, collector also. And I almost mentioned Dirt, but I was like, I feel like they probably know each other or something. But um, <laughs> so, but 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 speaking of you know, like speaking of going down this road, that mm. road is an expensive road. But yes. there, there's definitely one. If if I had my 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 druthers right now, um, I would. There's a brand new masterpiece Megatron, and yeah. the masterpiece Optimus. So I went to I went to that I went to the site that you and I both frequent. Right, and I saw it, and you bought it. Yeah. Oh no no no! Actually, oh, I did not. Uh, actually you know what so so just like you i don't if the, well, the ones i specifically want mm-hmm. um like i do have one on the way but it's not a masterpiece um the ones i want is Soundwave because they got yeah. the Soundwave master uh masterpiece. masterpiece one with uh with the cassettes right um blaster uh i think there was like one more probably prime but you know who, who wouldn't want that one yeah, exactly. and i've seen like the ones in the store and stuff like that and they well, had the cool I thing- those big the, the fortress maximus one that's ridiculous yeah, the Fortress Maximus one was uh, just released over the summer. Uh, it was a San Diego mm-hmm. uh, Comic Con uh, exclusive, and then they released it. Uh, uh, they made a wide release of it. Right. But um, uh, what's cool about if, if, if for the uninformed and the un, un, and the uninitiated, uh, the masterpiece figures are um, often uh, uh, very much inspired and and are uh, sculpted um, in the likenesses of their cartoon counterparts. So mm-hmm. that's why they have a particular uh, place in the hearts of many Transformers fans because. Often, um, the Transformers growing up didn't really resemble um, what you saw in the cartoon because obviously the cartoon had a simplified um, uh, way of drawing or depicting the characters just for the sake of uh, ease of animation. Right. Yeah, the Masterpiece masterpiece lines is pretty much the G1 series or most of the popular ones in the G1 series, just bigger. Right, right. So I'm looking forward to getting some. I don't know, like... Um, my my uh, my legends collection is starting to get a little full. I may need to diversify and pick up uh, uh, a couple of masterpieces, but they those are far more expensive. You know, uh, you can get a whole case of Marvel Legends um, for pretty much the same price, yeah, for the cost of one masterpiece. So that's kind of tough. That's true. So, but now that we've had toy corner, we just wanted to get that. Up yeah, now that yeah, exactly. When it's Roddy and I, yeah, we'll have a toy corner of a couple. <laughs> we should put up a a, se- a segment just for that, right? I know, right. or at the very least, get a sound effect. Exactly. Oh, you mean? <laughs> I found out. You know, I, 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 I've endeavored to include some of the cool sound effects. <laughs> Indeed. So. Moving right along, though. Um, oh, you know, we didn't talk about this when, when Tim was here, but uh, Lions Forge introduces first comic book hero with Down Syndrome. So the, the Catalyst Prime universe is, has just started with uh, Noble Number 1, which came out last week. And also the free comic book day book uh, for Catalyst Prime. Did you get the? Did you get to check out any of those books? I did not. Did you get them at the very least? Or? I did not. You just, because oh, uh, really, all the, the stores that I the, the, the store that uh, that 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 basically is my local comic shop has a limit. I had a limit of three books, uh, so we could not uh, pick one. Pick up one of all um, of the the free comic book day stuff. I actually missed out on the Secret Empire book. Um, oh dang. My my regular my, my regular pull list shop is getting it for me, but um, okay. 
but uh, by the time I got to my my actual physical local comic shop, they were out of the Secret Empire one. Gotcha. Well, shout out to Apocalypse Comics too, that, which is my uh, my shop, uh, because they had pretty much a, they had like two tables. I talked about this a little bit last mm-hmm. uh, week. I'm pretty certain, but they had two tables that let you get anything you want. I didn't talk about that part, but they let you get anything you want. They also had some stuff from last year from from Free Comic Day and uh, sure. another Hollywood uh, ho- uh, Halloween event that they had. So I thought that was kind of funny. But and they were kind of out of like there was an Injustice Two comic that I didn't see, and I don't know, and I don't know too many people who've gotten it. So. Okay. But I managed to pick up. I did a video actually of it. So if on my YouTube, if you want to suffer through that, there's a YouTube uh, video out there about my free comic book day. So you can go have it. But as far as this is concerned, uh, so Lions Forge is doing a, a new universe, a new superhero universe, and we've talked about this before. It's an editor of jo- Joseph Illich, which we should probably try to get on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hitting us all up, and you know, it's got you know the main thing is you know diversity partially. So um mostly not even uh, partially was that joseph illich's local comic shop is also my physical local comic shop okay i have run into uh no but i I definitely know that that's his local comic shop because you need um, to hit him up yeah i may have to it's just a shame because i don't have my pull list there it's just not to me it's terrible oh i got so that's that's the place you get where you can't get your exactly exactly it's local like you know like it's someplace where i you know even though it's a bit of a hike i can still walk there so sure i mean you're in new york i'm sure they've got a couple Right. Um, All right. Next up, but yeah, but on this, like the Lions Forge is introducing uh, a hero with Down Syndrome. So if you've if you've read the free comic book day stuff, you would have kind of got got a glimpse of this because the other two series have not started. One of which being Superb, which mm-hmm. is if you're watching the video, the two characters on the screen right now, and one of the characters uh, has Down Syndrome, and the other character who is the young lady that is with him um, uh, um, uh, is there is a partner like I said? You kind of get a glimpse of that, but you don't necessarily know about it. But there's a there's a there's a part of the um, of the the Catless Prime book that kind of basically what they did was they just kind of you know uh, had the characters kind of come in for a panel or, or for a page or two, and then they just kind of went on with the story uh, of the event that causes the universe. So okay. if you ever get a chance to check it out, do so. Uh, I know Midtown for a while was was um, letting people order. The free comic book day stuff, but you have to pay shipping, right? And, they, and I don't see that page up anymore, so they may be out. And it was, the, only, the, it was, was a one-day thing. It was a one-day right. thing. No, 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 it wasn't because I, I think I ordered uh, a couple, a few days ago, actually, like three days ago, I ordered a couple of them. Yeah, that was it. I think. I think that was the second. That was the the, the online day for the free comic book day. They no, did it. no, because like I said, I had seen it. Like it was free comic book day, but then I saw it a couple of days after that, so, and they just ended a couple of days oh, ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think they it was probably like a well, they still had some stuff, so they just they kept them, the, you know, yeah. right. So, but, and this stuff is going to be on comics all day at some point because they usually after the, the week or so after free comic book days, a lot of stuff will show up. So you will get a chance. But nevertheless, like I said, that is, that is a thing. Um, Noble, like I said, it came out last week, but it had nothing to do with these two characters. And Superb is the book that's coming out next month, I believe, that's going to feature these two heroes. So, um, our next story uh, is about Marvel enlisting an Entertainment Weekly editor as their new lead marketing officer. So, Andrea Towers is hired as Marvel's new sales and communications administrator, taking over from the outgoing Chris Delando. Congratulations to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, kind of a follow-up on a story we talked about last week. Uh, Dick Tracy, Annie, Brenda Starr, and Morris sold, and not to Fox. So, we talked about last week where Fox was going to buy the company that held all of these properties. Hmm. And it sounds like that that's not going to happen, but another group, the Sinclair Broadcast Group, um, is going to acquire Tribune Media, which 
not only handles as we talked about last week, not only handles them, but they also handle like uh like they're a big conglomerate. They uh if you know about the WGN network mm-hmm. and they also have newspapers and that kind of stuff, they are buying that. So what that holds for these properties, we don't know, but nevertheless, it is a thing. All righty. Our next story is actually something that we talked about with Tim. So we're going to skip that. Yes, we're going to skip that. And Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. Hmm. Our next story is uh, Comixology's Guided View is now available on the Kindle app. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure why it took so long, but being that Amazon owns you know, Comixology and... You know what not, but hey, there it is for now for you, Kindle United, uh, Kindle, Kindle Unlimited stuff. And we talked about last week um, that Comixology is now on Amazon's, you know, uh, Prime reading. Oh, excuse me, no, that was Marvel. Marvel's on Comixology Unlimited and uh, Amazon Prime's uh, Prime Unlimited uh, thing, so you can get your fix there. All right, uh, let's see. Next up is Amanda Stenberg. Is it Stenberg or Steinberg? I guess it's Stenberg. Okay. Follows Niobe, She Is Life with Niobe, She Is Death. So Amanda Steinberg, uh, the movie actress, uh, uh, activist, writer, uh, wrote a book with, um, oh shoot, who was the, who was the, um, I can't remember who the artist was, but regardless, um, I think it was a few, four Richardson, I can't remember who it was, but nevertheless, she's doing another volume of this graphic novel of the, uh, Naobi She's Life with Naobi She's Death. Um, I'm not sure how that one did, but apparently if she's doing it, hey, it must have worked out for her. So. All righty. And it looks like our last uh, news item of the night. Uh, peanuts and strawberry shortcake rights have been sold to the owner of the Teletubbies. DHX Media. So the deal is expected to close on or around the end of June of 2017. Um Let's just hope that uh, we don't get any crossovers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that probably should have been a cinematic news. But nevertheless, I thought that was weird, so I had to put that in there. Because uh, it is, you know, comic-related to a point. Not directly, but, you know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, um, while I hunt down our last ad read for the night. Mm-hmm. Get it to load. do do I wish you know what I need the Jeopardy uh, do 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 because I have the daily double sound effect. I have the daily double. I have the daily double. I need to get the do 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 do. Nice. Well, why are you looking for that? Um. Oh, you're already done. I got it. Let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, and iPod and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. And speaking of audio, I, I know uh, both Agent 70 and I have our mics up and in the way like we're about to spit some verses, but trust me, folks, we will not do that. Oh, you know what? It's funny that you, that you reminded me of the other the other hip-hop cover that was out this week. It was okay. Rocket Number 1. Oh, that's right, yes. And this is not a classic cover yet, but it is a shout-out to oh, yes. the last Tribe Called Quest album. 
In fact, yeah, we well, it was slightly mentioned somewhere earlier, but not that. But yes. So I was happy to see this. Very happy to see this. Yes, that is the uh, the, the most recent. Um, thank yep. you for your service. We got, we got it from here. Album from um, from Tribe, which was pretty good. Yep. So I, I thought that was kind of funny though, because it was like, wow, they, that was a really soon pick. I didn't think they were gonna just <laughs> like, that album just came out a yeah, few months ago. Exactly. Like you know, kind of. I mean, as as uh, as much as I bemoan the fact that yeah, we kind of jumped off the classic album track. Hmm. I, you know, I kind of like that. That actually does have kind of a really unique um, visual qualities to it. So I'm glad that they use that as a as a as an inspiration for a hip hop cover. Hmm. And. Um, I will say also uh, last week because we didn't know you know none of us were really here. And did you get back about the hip hop cover? Yeah, I believe so. Let me so the the cover for Black Bolt's album is a classic cover, which just celebrated its twentieth anniversary. Did you get it? No, I got it on order because my shop didn't have it. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I caught all three from last week. Um, so here's the Jean Grey one right here. Man, and- I think that's a missy. Uh, but I'm, Seattle, um, album. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure, yeah. Um, I have the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy cover. Uh, yes, Goody Mob um, still standing, I believe that's the, that's the one. And Black Bolt. Yep, and that is the Peach Trimental, uh cover, which is, yeah, just turned 25, I believe. Let's not talk about that stuff. <laughs> Let hey, us look. not talk about that stuff. <laughs> that's just... Uh, anyway... I know, I know, I know. And on that note, and on that note, Let, thank uh, you everybody uh, for what, coming what by. Funny, what funny uh, sound effect do I have that I haven't used yet for this? Just to just to do that. Um, nope, not a punch. Well, I mean, the <laughs> age of that album might be a punch. Yeah, right. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I'm still working on sound effects, people. If you have any sound effects you want to recommend, uh, reach out to me at uh, on Twitter um, and let me know. Because uh, I'll see if I can endeavor to uh, include them on the show. That might be dangerous thing to do, but good thing that's on you. So with that, to <laughs> me, whether or not I want to include it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But I'm just going to be would be amazed at what you get if you get anything. So with that, uh, we come to another close of this here Comic Book Chronicles podcast uh, from the Click Nation. <laughs> Again, we'd like to thank exactly. We want to thank everybody for coming out. We want to thank everybody who listens to this audio. We want to thank everybody who anybody who may have possibly come back during this uh, video uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, as always, you can find us at our individual accounts. Agent underscore seventy is agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. Go check him out as he um he's a. Uh, I was going to say splay his wares, but that's not what he does. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit of everything. You know, a little bit of art, a little bit of toys, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I know. We need to get you a website. Uh-huh. But um, also, the Tim Dog, who was here earlier, uh, Tim Dog 98 on Twitter. Also, the Click Nation, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N, all one word. And also, CB Cron website on, or, well, we don't have the website name. Well, we do have the website name, but we don't have the site period yet, but we do have the Twitter. Uh, you can also find him at theclicknation.com. Also, check him out. Check out CBR where he where he writes his stuff, including the article he mentioned earlier. Go get that man some clicks. He, he writes some good stuff. Um, PCN underscore dirt. You can find him at that very address on Twitter. And this looks weird. They're mirrored for me, even though I know you're not seeing that. But PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Popculture.net on Twitter. To his website, popculturenetwork.com. Go check out the stuff, including his other podcast that he does. 
um, Instagram, Graham Comic Reviews. Go check out his, which I think he did actually do a couple of recently, um, where he does comic reviews on video. Uh, what else? He has done new fans anymore, so that is it. You can also find myself, Roddy Cat. Why am I looking over there? Uh, Roddy Cat on Twitter and pretty much most everywhere else on the social medias. You can also find me at News Nerds Need on the Twitters. You can also find me at uh, well, I mean, you can follow my Instagram on um, at Roddy Cat if you want to, but I don't really don't post there that much. But you can if you want to, and you like nice comic book captions of stuff I find music that, by the way, are not just Storm in nightgowns uh, and uh, negligees or nightgowns like Dirt said last week. Thank you very much. Uh, but other stuff that I find amusing okay. at comic panels. <laughs> this is what I miss when I'm not on the show. Yeah. Right. You had to listen. You had to listen back to the show because I wasn't on the show. Well, yeah, I had went back to, to listen to the show, and this was before I got because I did jump on the show later on, but uh, that was before I got on. Yeah. Anyway, that and News Nurse Need on Reddit. Um, you know, site somewhere for his forthcoming, all that kind of good stuff. You find the podcast at cspn.us. Uh, Go check it out there and the other podcasts that uh, that we have over there. It's good stuff. Like I said, subscribe on all the podcast catching stuff. If you want to sign double times if you really want to, don't mind. Uh, again, this is going to be up on YouTube, so you can check out bclicknation.com's YouTube page for this. If you want to shout that CSPN for our wares and um, you know, if you want to support us, give us you know give us give us a little little bit of change so we can keep on doing this. There you go. We'd appreciate it. And with that. We will check you guys out next week when we have another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comfort Chronicles for Agent 70 and the rest of the guys, or Tim and Dirt and myself. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>